Welcome to Skaper's Podcast, episode 00001. Uh, I'm Simon S. Instagram is uh, SGLC, SG.LC. I'm here with Matt Barry and Danny Stone. So it's Matt Barry Images and Danny Stone Photography. Did you change it, hey? I did. I was Dan's Photography. Yeah. Bit of a high school kind of uh, name there, but um, I want to be pro. Hey, he's confused all of us. So this is our first episode, and after getting on for a year of technical problems and stop-start with the podcast, we've always wanted to do the podcast, and we're finally getting underway. Last week we went bugger it, we're going, to the, we're going down to the pub, uh, and we're recording it. So that background noise you hear, the glasses clinking, the people talking, it's all live, we're not adding that in. Um, yeah, we're at the pub and we're getting stuck into it. So the podcast, that is the podcast. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah. So, firstly, before we start, um, we uh, I want to thank our sponsors. So, MacArthur Camera House, uh, Nissi, and Sarui have all been with us from the start. They've all been super supportive. So, MacArthur Camera House, uh, they they supply us all. Well, almost all our camera gear. Um, they've got a huge range of gear there. They print, they frame, they do everything. So if you're looking for any camera gear at all, head down there and check them out. Nissi filters, we use them all the time. They're, we think they're the best in the industry. There's no color casting. They don't affect your sharpness at all. There's no vignetting. They're excellent filters. And we all run Sarui tripods as well. So definitely check them out. If you don't know us, uh, we're Scapers. We're on Instagram at OzScapers. We would have been Scapers, but that got stuffed up. Yeah, thanks to Sarah Capers yeah. that uh, took that handle, but yeah. Ruined everything. Uh, if you jump onto our Instagram page, you can follow the, the link on our main feed through to our website. Uh, give us a subscription if you want to be kept up to date with all. Uh, all our activity, gear, news, reviews. So what we're all about is uniting the photography community. So uh, when I say photography community, we're talking landscape photography, aerial, uh, seascape, cityscape, drone, all that sort of thing. Uh, all that type of shooting is is what we're discussing here. Uh, we run workshops. Uh, we run meets. We don't want to call them instant meets. We're running. We're running meets. Uh, and now we finally we're kicking off our podcast, and you can tune in here to for gear, uh, gear reviews, news, and rumours in the community. So what's been happening with you guys? You've been shooting much? Um, yeah, I have time. Uh, I think this morning I went to Ivorow, and uh, oh, you got hammered there, hey? I got completely dominated. Yeah. Stand I, your ground, hey? I stood my ground and got absolutely soaked. A sheet of, wa- of water just hit this, well, a wave hit this rock and it came out like a sheet and just unloaded on top of me. Uh, I, and all my shots, I was, I was actually telling you earlier on before the podcast started that none of my shot, I, not a single shot was in focus. Um, yeah. Because, I'll tell you why, and I thought, why did I get these in my tripod? pack from Surui, the spikes, you know those little spikes that you put on the oh, top Oh yeah, yeah, they're, where, for, they're for the, I thought they were for the beach. Well they probably are, but they would have been perfect this morning on the rocks. Yeah, right. If you've got rubber um, feet on your tripod, yeah, yeah. and I was on a slope, 
holding onto the rock, so I didn't fall in, and then holding onto my tripod, so it didn't fall in. And if I had the, had I had the spike on there, you right, would have been, I only yeah. thought about it tonight when I got home and looked yeah. at my images. It might, might have been sitting in my bag since I got that tripod, but yeah. I have not got them out. I'm going to use them on Sunday. Yeah, yeah I'll bring mine too. At Mona, sure. so. Sure. Um, yeah, so I've done that. Um, I was up Nora Head a couple of weeks ago. I got an epic sunrise at Bondi. Yeah, you a week cleaned ago up today. there, hey? Yeah, you yeah, cleaned up there. Yeah, yeah. New fresh water in the pool, so that was really good. Yeah, so I remember I got your... Um, Matt sent uh, me a voice message this morning and like it, the voice message went oh I got absolutely soaked down at uh, Ivory this morning and just cut out and I was like oh my god his phone's gone now too <laughs> <laughs> and I got that moody sunrise yesterday morning at uh, oh yeah that was a good one yeah that was a good one yeah. that was insane uh, that was sick so good uh, what about you Dan you've been well, you shoot this week in, in hearing about Matt uh getting soaked this morning at Ivor Row, uh, that's that's basically how I lost my 5D Mark III. I got too confident one morning and um, got covered by a heap of water and my 5D Mark III didn't agree with all the salt that got into it. Yeah. So, big lesson learned, expensive lesson. I yeah. got it fixed, but yeah. That, so. That's what happened with my old Nikon, Nikon too. Like, it, it got soaked with water at some point, but I don't know when. Like, it, just one day I was using it and just the screen went fuzzy and I took it in to get repaired and they said, oh, the whole thing is just totally rusted from the inside out. Yeah. I don't know when it happened. So, like, you could, you could soak it six months ago and, like, just the corrosion gradually eat away mm. with it. You don't know if it's yeah. what incident set it off, you know? Anyway, I think they're pretty good. I reckon the mistake that I made is if you have one of the, like, if you have the uh, the rubber seal off for, like, the, the remote or the seal on the side for your ports or whatever, if they're slightly ajar uh, and water gets in there, that's yeah. what's going to do it. I reckon they can cop a fair bit of abuse yeah. if those seals are covered, but if they're open, you're gone. I make sure everything on my camera is closed tight. Yeah. And when it gets to soaking, I do not... The only thing I do is turn it off, yeah, and then yeah. I dry it, then I take it home, and then I wet it with a, a damp cloth with fresh water, yeah, and then I, I dry it again. So. But, you know when you see something that amazes you and your eyes look like dinner plates? Yeah, right. yeah, That's yeah. what I look like every time I turn my camera on because I cannot believe it still works <laughs> after, yeah, the, yeah. after what it goes through because it uh, is, seriously gets dunked almost every shoot. I reckon all of our gear has <laughs> taken such a beating. I, I just, yeah, I'm the same. I think my camera is really on its last legs now. I'm just going to keep it until it dies. Do you remember that fall I had the other day? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Whale Beach? Oh, no. Yeah, it was coming back from Whale Beach. I was uh, slammed yeah, on your camera. Uh, don't no one do this at home but we went to this uh relatively sketchy spot like you gotta walk walk along uh slippery rocks and i rocked up there there down in thongs and i wasn't bringing a backpack so i had thongs camera in one hand tripod in the other and i went ass up on some slippery uh moss and landed on my camera and it still works everything <laughs> everything still works <laughs> but so how lucky. Much that slam would have been heard suburbs away too yeah, it yeah so i was feeling loud. it for about a week as well wow but the camera took the worst of it yeah oh, <laughs> yeah thongs were my go-to shoot I, I think i bought my 
my camera in the summer and I was shooting a lot in thongs and until <laughs> so Matt dragged rough. me around onto the rocks one morning and down I went so the best thing you can invest in is some rock spike I shoes. I do need to get or, some of them. And when you do them. get them, you've got to take them and wear them. Because yeah. Yeah. I was at Ivory Road this morning and I swear by rock shoes but I never took them, I never wore them. Yeah. And walking down the stairs at Ivory Road, the last three stairs, it's dead it's, set it's like walking on an ice rink. Is it really? Oh, oh that's yeah. fucking horrific. Is that the spot I went to with you guys like three months ago? Where that guy went and stood out in front of everyone? No, that was nah, Marnpool. No, that would have been Marn. That's, yeah, that's yeah, at yeah. Marnpool they do that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not over right. Yeah. So this guy, like everyone's shooting, formed like a U shape around the pool, and one guy's just walked straight out in front of everyone. What's that guy? Yeah, he just walks straight out in front of everyone, and then just points straight out to sea, yeah. like not even shooting anything. Oh, like, some people uh, don't do that at home. Yeah, yeah. Avoid <laughs> that one. <laughs> Someone will be screaming otherwise. Yeah. <laughs> I've made it north Narrowell. Who's that? I've made it between Atari. That old fellow oh, that gets yeah, there. Oh, yeah, that guy, yeah, gets yeah. Hardy, He puts his back against the cliff wall at Tari, then yells at anyone that gets in front of him. Yeah, yeah, between yeah. Between Tari and North... Oh, I hope he yeah. doesn't listen. Yeah, so I was down at... went down to... I don't know if anyone listening, you've been to Taramata Beach. It's, like, there's a ton of good compositions at the south end. There's, there's really interesting rock shapes. Um, there's heaps of good flow around there. And if you get a good sky, it can be a really sick spot to shoot. But I went down there uh, about two, three weeks ago, uh, and there was this guy hard up. Oh, we got there just about 20 minutes before sunrise so there's a decent amount of light around there's this guy sitting hard up against the rocks and like i thought he was doing yoga or something because he was sort of squatting you know up against the rocks and so i went down in front of him and was shooting and then about 15 minutes 20 minutes later when the the color comes out he just started screaming abuse and i was like what's what's the go here but then he, by then he had his tripod out and he was looking at me going you're ruining my shot but he was taking up the whole beach because he was against the cliff face Sorry, yeah, a bit of technical difficulties there. But yeah, old mate was hard up against a cliff, so he was taking up the entire, basically the entire beach. So what he was saying was, like, if you're anywhere in front of me, and he was at the cliff at the back of the beach, if you're anywhere in front of me, can't shoot. So I was just like, yeah. well... Anyway. So I, I had a mate, uh, Amanda, Alt Images Photography, come down from Queensland, uh, I think two years ago, and I took her out to North Narrow. And it was such an epic sunrise. There was all the nice reflections and stuff like that in the pools. And uh, where at? Where'd you say? We're at North Narrow, North and then Narrow, we went right. onto the rock shelf yeah. where all the rock between that are. and Tari. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So yeah. we're walking around, and there's this old lady there as well, and she's sort of just near the gorge. And this bloke starts yelling. <laughs> what are it's got to be the on? same guy. Yeah, yeah. It's got to be the same He's guy. Unloading. We're yeah. like, like looking around, going. Like we're so far away from anyone, yeah. like, well, it can't be us. Yeah. And then I looked at the uh, the old, you know, the other lady that was there, and I'm like, it can't be her either. As it turns out, it sounds like it was the same bloke. Where was he up against the He cliff? was up near Turry, up near that little rock fall that you got to go over before you get to Turry. Like, with his back hard up oh, against so the So he's ages away. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. And he's blowing up Deluxe. <laughs> oh, fuck. <laughs> <like>, so, <laughs> old mate, you can't. Yeah do that <laughs> <laughs> nice for anyone who listens to Triple M you yeah. can't <laughs> <laughs> yeah but you know like Dan what were you just saying Dan there um, about uh, all the sand that's been washed around 
yeah, but, or, or people getting into competition? Oh uh, yeah, people. What I what I do like is we were at um I think it was Whale Beach. The Devil's Cauldron. Devil's Cauldron yeah. a couple of months or two months back. Um, we were there well before sunrise, just to be sure to be sure. And um, a couple of fishermen decided to abseil down the rock, the rock cliff beside us on a string, <laughs> on a shoelace, and. Um, Basically, we were all shooting around the cauldron, getting some beautiful shots. It was a really nice, moody morning with some incredible light coming through. Shooting with, oh, I think I just had a soft grad on, and we were be able to shoot right through sunrise the way the cloud was sitting over the horizon. And a couple of fishermen walked right out the edge of the, the rock shelf. They that was all, such a good morning. Yeah, yeah they had yeah. their life jackets on and they were, they were having a ball, you know. And, and I was um, spewing, actually. I was like, oh, fuck, what are you doing? Yeah. And then yeah, I yeah. sung out, I just said, I think I said, these fishermen add so much to the shot. And in the sense of scale, like, the Devil's Cauldron, um, oh, at a low tide, I, I could be wrong, but I'm guessing 1.8 metre drop. Um, so to, to, yeah, to show reckon, that in, yeah. a, in a tiny image that you post yeah. on Instagram or something, it's hard to show the scale. And you actually you need got a fisherman, yeah. And they added massively. Yeah. Like yeah. I was spewing when they got on there, but then 100%. when I saw what Dan was saying, I went, oh god, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. without them, you could easily think it's one or two feet. It makes a huge difference having yeah. them there. Yeah, yeah, hundred yeah. percent. So, but yeah, just don't be old mate up against a cliff. Yeah, don't scream. Yeah. Don't scream. <laughs> I tell you how when I went to I went to Kirribilli and I was shooting from that car park that at the top that overlooks it's right like it looks out straight over towards the bridge you know the spot I mean yeah, yeah, it's yeah. like that main car park down the bottom of Kirribilli where so all the tourists go or down the bottom no where all the tourists go okay. yeah so I set my tripod up there and this guy comes up to me and goes oh can you um, take a photo and he gave me his phone and I was like oh he wants me to take a photo of him so I pointed the phone at him and he goes no no take a photo of the bridge and I was like all right, mate. So I took his phone, just pointed at the bridge, took a photo, and then he, I handed it back to him. He looks at his phone and goes, "Great photo, really well done." <laughs> <laughs> I was just like, "What?" Oh, but I went there. I went there the other day as well. And this, there was this woman there, and she goes, um, "Oh, do you mind taking?" And she goes, "Are you a photographer?" And I was like, oh, "Yeah." And she goes, oh, "Do you mind taking a taking a photo of me?" And I said. Yeah, okay. And she goes, because you're, cause you're a photographer, you do this all the time, so you'll nail it. And I thought, oh, no, this is going to end up very badly. So I took the photo of her, and I said, here you go, and I handed it back to her. And I could see her out of the corner of my eye looking at her phone for about five minutes. And I thought, shit, she's going to ask me to He's do it He's a landscape again. guy. Yeah, well, she didn't. She wouldn't have known, you know. She would have gone. She would have been expecting me to take like a perfect photo of her. Do you, you ever know? feel like pressured? Like, just, yeah, like, yeah. I whenever, was. Like, whenever like, I get that, when people ask me to take a photo, like I feel like under immense pressure to yeah. make it an absolute fucking banger. Yeah, yeah. And you then, can't really explain to them that. No. Not, yeah. And then there has been on occasion where I've given the phone back and I've. I don't know if I've overanalyzed their reaction, but felt disappointment from them. Well, I d that's definitely what I got. She was looking at it for a few minutes, and I thought she, she's going to come back to me. And she goes, "Oh," uh, she goes, she looks at me, and she goes, "Yeah, I mean that was good, but do you reckon we could just do it again?" <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and I was like, "Yeah, right." And we, did, we had to do it two more times before she was happy with it. Yeah, she had told her to get a selfie stick. Yeah, fully. That's exactly what she needed. I, yeah. I had a similar experience last night, being Valentine's Day. Um, my fiance booked an amazing dinner at uh, the grounds in Alexandria and 
we walked around after dinner and got a couple of photos and whatnot and there was a like a, I don't know what you'd call it like a teepee sort of set up and some uh, uh, some amazing like floral decorations and flames or whatever. Oh, I was there recently. They've got yeah. all out there, hey. Yeah. And um, a, a couple turned around and asked me to take a photo of them. So I've like crouched down, like framed up the whole scene so good. Took a photo and gave him his phone back, and he's like, "Oh, can no you do good. it again?" Oh. And I thought, "Oh, <laughs> nah." You not said really. No. <laughs> you said no. <laughs> I said, nah, no, that's it. That's it, mate. No, so, yeah. Right. Some people. Yeah. I know the feeling. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, there is that. There's always, uh, yeah, you do feel pressured when someone gets into a photo. Yeah. I, think, I, I, think, I think yeah. all of you can relate. I mean, yeah, it's, it happens yeah, a lot. You cop it all the time. Yeah, anyway. And then you get the the other end of the scale where someone won't ask you to take a photo, but they'll come and put their phone in front of your lens and take the photo of the scene that you're oh, taking. Oh, yeah, yeah, and I've yeah. actually seen that happen. They put it right in front of you, hey? Well, not in front of me. I think it was Abby, Abby Photography. I went down to... I was shooting through um, those little stone, sandstone um, huts, I guess you call it. At Kirribilli? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he'd framed the bridge up through the arch. Perfect. It was doing like a five or ten minute exposure. And so he just left his camera there and stood back ten steps. And some bird come up and put her phone over his camera lens, <laughs> hard up against the camera. While he's shooting. While he's so shooting. He's a long exposure. And took wow. the photo. And he's like only metres away. That's <laughs> the best. And just walked off. Did like, he say anything? He, he, oh, I think it was like, oi, you know, yeah, <laughs> what are you yeah, doing? Yeah. And she didn't acknowledge him wow. and then he kept going. Oh, that's pretty good. Oh. <laughs> that's great. That's one of the best. It's, it's hard though, like, I mean, some hot, hot spot locations, like shooting, for instance, most popular spot Bronte by no means is that know, place is rammed. Yeah, it's yeah. it's it's full on like and for good reason it's beautiful. It is. Yeah. It's one of the be- most beautiful ocean pools uh, on the coast. So it's so packed down there though. Hey? It's packed and you know what? I've always gone to Bronte well, when I first started shooting Bronte it was never that packed, but as of late I've always respected the swimmers and the locals. Um I find that you have to. Everyone's there for their own reasons. Being oh, and someone just threw up on the field. Oh, sorry, we're watching the footy at the same time. Oh, some Mary All Star just heaved his guts up on the field. On the field. Yeah, sorry about that. <laughs> <laughs> Distractions. Uh, yeah. So Bronte is. Yeah, it, I, I like to respect everyone, and you know what? Everyone respects each other. The, like the swimmers understand that. The photographers want to be there at sunrise and get the shots, and they're all they're all they're all for it by the looks of it. They things. usually seem to be okay. Yeah, I mean, okay. but you know, you can't sit there and cover the, the whole. Swimmers st- are cool. You can't cover the whole stairway and expect them to walk around you. I mean, yeah. you just get out of the way. Yeah, it's, yeah, um, yeah. That's me, but um, yeah. Yeah. I got yelled at by a photographer down there. Yeah. Won't mention any names. I see you know the guy. I won't say what wasn't a guy. It's <laughs> even <laughs> look at your face, you're like restraining yourself. Well, yeah, because I, I know exactly who, yeah. You can't expect it. It's just, it's you know, what do you do? Yeah. Like, it's a heavily photographed pool and, and there location. Was, there was nowhere I could go where I would not be in someone's composition. Yeah. It was like, seriously. 
and this particular person just fully like, and it was very busy made an absolute scene really yeah so people turn around oh well they didn't have to turn around well um and because i am the sort of person who i am I turned my camera off and packed my tripod up and went straight up and said, you know, what's your problem? What am I meant to do? You know, like, should I stand back behind you and let you take 45 minutes to get your shot? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> or, you know, what do you, like, I'm, I'm, I don't, I never ask anyone to move. Yeah, I no. always look around first to make I sure I don't get day, anyone shot. You're right. in Sydney. Yeah. yeah. Oh, and everything's, yeah, you know the, stu- the stuff I like. The, the the part of photography that I like the most is like is finding a new spot, like a spot that hasn't been shot. Like getting in the car, exploring, finding something new, like a composition that you haven't seen or you haven't seen done in that way before. And those sort of places, you never have that sort of drama. You know, you never have someone screaming at you. You never. Not that I've done it for ages, but I really want to get in the car and just go somewhere down south or up north, somewhere along the coast and find something, find I think, something different. I think we're you know? all in that same boat. Yeah, yeah. I like yeah. finding a new composition in a heavily photographed spot. Yeah, well that's the hardest one though, hey? Well, it was, well, last Friday when I was at the iceberg, I went downstairs and walked on, I don't know. If oh, it's yeah, yeah, with the rail. Yeah, I don't know if it's a new composition or not, but I, I, I don't recourse. I'm not claiming anything here, but yeah, I don't remember yeah. seeing it that often. Yeah, there's rail, before. but you you got the you got a fair. Yeah, and I just put, really I nice. just put my camera down and it definitely added to it. And I thought, oh, well, that's different. Yeah, so I shoot it and yeah. I saw it and it just looked really apocalyptic and yeah, I liked it. Yeah, it definitely added to it. So you guys are both Canon shooters. Yeah. So I am. Yeah. So Dan's. What, what, what's your camera? You... Um, I, at the moment, I'm shooting with a 5D Mark IV. You're both 5D Mark. Yeah. Hey. Yeah. yeah. Uh, yeah. I, to be honest, years ago, I I did buy a Nikon. Oh, did you? You never told me that. I didn't know that either. You're no longer my friend. Yeah. <laughs> I bought a Nikon D31 or 3300. I can't remember. Is that like a is that like a base crop? Oh, it was. It was a couple. It was probably about. I think I spent about two grand back then. Oh my I, god! I, I didn't know. I didn't know what to do with it. Ah, so that was before you got in touch with me. It took good photos <laughs> in auto. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then I put it to the test. Um, didn't know what filters were about. Yeah. I yeah. didn't know manual mode properly. Um, and at that stage, I sort of. I wanted to take the next step, and and that's probably when I discovered uh, Instagram. Yeah. What photography? Oh, sorry. What photographers were doing these days? Those yeah, days. yeah. Um, and I came across Matt Barry Images, believe it or not. And from then. How long ago is that? Oh, maybe mate, three years. Three. Oh wow! Yeah, no way. Three, yeah, three right. And okay. Half years. Yeah, yeah. I was just um, getting all these messages from this random dude. I'm like, who the? Yeah, no, it was just Dan just wanted to know. He obviously liked my images and just wanted to know. Was just asking for advice. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And he, from what I can sense, he wanted to. Dan wanted to get a really good camera. Um. And yeah, so I tipped him into a Canon 5D3. Yeah. Okay. Rather than go and buy something that you probably could afford 
more readily. Yeah. Mm. Just take the like bite the bullet and jump in and just get yeah. what you really want yeah. to get. Yeah. 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 If I had it again, I would have done that too because I went from crop sensor and then oh, upgraded yeah. everything. It's yeah. Like mm. a lot of people say, oh, you know, it's the lens. It's the lenses that are important. It's true. But like I don't know, I found that as soon as I jumped into full frame, I spent so much money upgrading. But like because I spent so much, it just made me want to go and shoot all the time, you know? Yeah, yeah, uh, I agree. And I, I haven't looked back. I, yeah. To be honest, I have not looked back. Um, Matt guided me oh, effortlessly. He just gave me so much advice. Then he said, "Let's shoot." So we we teed up a shoot and made I think the rest. The first of shoot we had was. Was it a, a one night at Vivid? Yeah. Or one night, the first, I met you the first time, it was, under, it was at the Harbour Bridge, down yeah. in Nixon Street Reserve. Yeah. Teaching me, teaching me how to shoot long exposures at night. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, right. Yeah, way before Nizzy brought the night filter out. Yeah, oh, okay. Yeah. That would have been good. Definitely. But, um, yeah, I, I learned a lot from Matt and I, I can't thank him enough, so... And here we are today, Cheers, just, um, yeah, so we, we shoot a lot together and along the way met met Simon and, um, yeah, we've come a long way in, in uh, friendship. Yeah, and, right. um, just, just, just squeeze my way in. It's been, yeah. <laughs> it's been good, like yeah, Simon's up. Pay, he paid as well, didn't yeah. he? Yeah. <laughs> Still paying. Yeah. So me and Matt live close by, without knowing we live pretty close and, um, well, so it happens yeah. to be that Matt's decided to, to move and I'm um I'm Dan building followed a, me. Yeah. <laughs> Basically we're a street away next year yeah. when I move oh well sorry this year now. Yeah right. When I move out and Simon's got the northern beaches covered and yeah. Matt Finn's just all up and down Australia. Yeah. So. <laughs> first time I shot with these guys they're, they're saying, Oh, let's do a shoot near your place at Curl Curl and that beach is like <clears throat> five minutes from my house. And I was like, by far the latest person there. There was about five or six people yeah, there. Yeah, was like about 15 minutes later. Like, oh, like my shoes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I've been terrible lately, actually. And you started on your phone, hey? Didn't you start yeah. shooting mostly yeah. on your phone? Yeah. I used to just go walking in the morning. I lived in Bondi, so I used to do the Bondi to Bronny walk every morning and just take photos of the sunrise. Yes. Yeah, and then I'd put them on Facebook, and then people would go, hey, how good is that? I'm yeah, like, nice. Yeah, well, I guess it's all right. And then just kept doing it, and then just, I don't know, just felt like it came natural to me and enjoyed it. Yeah. So did you dive straight into a DSLR, or did you get a point and shoot? How did you come about? No, I went, I, I like doing this, people like what I do. I'm going to take the jump and get a proper camera. So my wife, for my 40th birthday, bought me a Canon 650D which I said this is what to get, uh, lens kit, and she gave me that, and I absolutely hated photography about six months after <laughs> that. Because of all the controls. So I couldn't use it, I yeah. didn't know what to do. You're like, a real I, tech guy, hey. Yeah, I am, but yeah. I couldn't just point, I just couldn't point and shoot and get an epic image, you yeah. know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I seriously, I really didn't, I just thought, oh, what have I done? Yeah. You know, I hated it. Well, it's so complicated when you first pick it up. It is. It's just like a thousand buttons. And it's like, to, all, you want is, all I need is a button to take a photo. That's it. I used to look at the menu on the camera and I'd, I'd go through and I'd go, I will never know any of this. Yeah, yeah. And then... Isn't it funny how how, yeah. how you can you can play with them things with your thumb blindfolded now? Yeah. Well, six months went by. Six, oh, six to 12 months went by living in Bondi. Yeah. 
right? Beach at my doorstep, not taking any photos except from my phone. Oh, so you kept using your phone after? Yeah, you? not so much. I sort of just got a, I just got a little bit disheartened with photography because so I had this so fancy camera and couldn't yeah, use it. Yeah. And then I went, right, bugger it. <coughs> I want to learn it. So I'll buy, I'll spend more money, get a better camera, so then I have to learn it. So I bought a 70D. Is that, yeah, the, right. is that the old, um, you make some beautiful food, what kind of oven do you use set up, or is that invest in another camera to... No, I just spent a lot of money, so, so I have to learn you, how to you, use it. So you feel like, <laughs> right, right, you feel like right. shit if you don't use it. Yeah, yeah, and then I was watching YouTube courses, and ISO and Aperture, and I just didn't get it. Yeah. And I, nothing worked for me when I tried to do it. So I just did a 12-week course <coughs> at, um, like, it was like a council-run course. Oh, yeah. And the pennies dropped. Yeah. And boom, that was it. I think you get to that point. So then I bought a 5D3 thinking I'm the bee's knees now. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and then you're off. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, you get to that point. Once you got the like the tech side covered, that's when you start thinking about like what sort of what sort of creative shock can you do, you know? But that was the problem I had. Learning the tech side, I was just like, well, what is this, you know? I am and, so and, and you're still like, I'm still learning every day. There's no doubt. Like, yeah. it's, it's, it's endless. It yeah. really is. Yeah, yeah. It's yeah, there's still plenty of stuff in mind that I don't have. Yeah. Okay, so Simon, now you know a little bit about us and Dan and I both shoot with Canon. Uh, what is your weapon of choice that stops you from hitting the rocks hard? <laughs> <laughs> well, it, I, so I started off with Canon too. I had a, uh, a 7D. And you went to the dark side. <laughs> yeah, well, no, I came from the dark side. <laughs> so I, had a, I started off with a Canon, um, but I'm not really like, I don't care about the brands like you know how some people are like oh samsung apple i don't really care like i got i had the canon because when i first got a camera i didn't really know that was very diplomatic by the way samsung apple instead of sony canon or uh, yeah. <laughs> you see what i did there <laughs> so yeah i didn't really know anything about cameras and i said oh well, you get canon because canon's known to be good and they are good like but yeah i started with the canon 7d and then i wanted to get a full frame uh, and at the time when I upgraded to full frame, like the D810 had like, it was more megapixels and better dynamic range than the 5D3 because the 5D4 wasn't out then. So I went for that one and then I just stayed with them. So I had a D810, but as I said earlier on, I destroyed it from being, I just got it soaked in salt water, it's gone. So I got a D800, which, because I didn't have any coin to upgrade to it, better Nikon at the time and that space it's similar but it's not quite as good it's 36 megapixels but yeah it's an icon Is it's it? yeah it's 36 really yeah yeah oh wow but it doesn't have like it's not very good high iso like it gets grainy at 3200 like it's pretty grainy but how often do you shoot above 3200 really like you oh, shoot 3200 astro but... yeah um i have a bit for when was the last time i shot it above that uh, I did like a portrait thing not that long ago, and it was in like light like this, and I had to use 6400. Very dim light, by the way. Yeah, it was pretty dim, like okay. normal pub lighting, but I had to be at 6400, oh, right, 2.8 okay. to get to get it sharp enough. But at 6400, it's not that good. I shoot between 50 and 800. ISO. And, yeah, ISO and Astro. Full, full landscape. Yeah. Oh, I, well, my landscapes are between 50 and 100. Oh, if the flow is really good, I'll bump it up to 200 when it's really dark, but I won't go beyond that. And at night, cityscapes is anywhere between 
probably a hundred to eight hundred. Yeah, yeah. I like sometimes the higher ISO is better to bring out the detail in the in the shadows and stuff. Yeah, that you can't yeah. See. You need it at night sometimes if you don't want to go super long. And then Astro yeah. thirty two hundred. Yeah, you have to for that. Yeah. Yeah. So you know, I don't know if you know this, but so you know how Nikon you can have ISO sixty four and Canon has the ISO fifty. Fifty, yeah. So fifty ISO sixty four on a Nikon is a native ISO, whereas on yeah. Canon it's not. So what that means, on Canon, when you go ISO 50, that's exactly the same as you shooting at ISO 100 and then upping the exposure by one in Lightroom, if that makes sense. Oh, really? So yeah, what that means, you got less, um, so you shoot at ISO 50, you've got less dynamic range in your highlights. This, uh, it's right. really, I'm not very good at explaining it, but you have less dynamic range in your highlights than you do so ISO 64 on the Nikon, you got more dynamic range in your highlights and your shadows, but in the Canon, you got less in your highlights. Right. Explain, I probably explained that pretty badly, but it's no, not a native ISO versus the Nikon, which is, that's one of the well, things yeah. I really like about the Nikon, because when you shoot at 64, the dynamic range is massive. Yeah. Like you can underexpose by like five stops and you can pull it up in Lightroom and fix it. But the Canon's still very good, but the Nikon I think is like a touch better. Well, that's a that. tweak you have to make in the menu settings to get the ISO 50. Yeah, because it's an expanded ISO. Yeah. It's the same as like if you go from 126,000 or whatever it is up to the yeah. next one, that's exactly the same as shooting that's at the lower ISO, but then exposing it, pushing it up a stop again mm. higher. It's exactly the same yeah. thing. Yeah. It's just done in camera. Oddly enough, I've had quite a few people lately who have 5D4s ask me what my ISO is. And 99% of their answers have been 100. I thought, why wouldn't you shoot at 50? Less noise. Yeah. Um, and I more often than not now shoot at 100. You, you are better off at yeah, 100. I yeah, I hardly go at 50 anymore. Yeah. Just for your highlights. If you come close to blowing out your highlights at 50, they're gone. Yeah. You lose them. Yeah. Well, I just learned something. Yeah, well, I just yeah, learned that recently as well. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you, you learn go. every day. You yeah. think you know everything, but you really don't. Right? No. You're always learning. No, 100%. I don't know anything. Um, so, what, what I want to ask you, Simon, is, as you know, me and Matt, well, I, I, I fell in love with the, the water movement images and the flow shots and shooting from a sixth or, what, a fourth of a second to one and a half seconds yeah. the textures that come out and although it's not a highly sought after image it's something that caught my eye and drew me into it yeah 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 as well as really really long exposures like the soft cloud movement and the silky water and i wanted to i wanted to get amongst it myself and i wanted to produce those images and yeah. that's what really got me into investing in some decent gear and filters and yeah it's um so as you know, me and Matt, we love the flow. Yeah. And um, Matt's been a massive inspiration for me. And it's good to see a lot of others, like, it doesn't mean they haven't been doing it for as long as Matt or myself or anything like that, but seeing a lot more images pop up on social media when people are getting amongst it and getting drenched and putting their camera and themselves in some funky situations. Yeah. And, um, yeah, it's it's getting a lot of people like we got a, a mate of ours that comes along to our meets and we've met through what we do is Brendan Tellus 
uh, check his page out. He's he's getting right amongst. He's the killing it with his last couple yeah, of shots. And it's, yeah, and it's really good to see. Yeah. Like he's he's absolutely nailing some shots. Yeah, and he it's, is. Yeah, it's yeah. inspiring. And to see everyone else trying to give it a crack, it's um, and and get yourself camera insurance. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> That's yeah, a definite. Yeah. So what I want to ask you, Simon, is what's your, you know, what's what got you into seascapes, or what draws you into seascapes? Uh, yeah, when I started, I didn't like. I took ages to work out a style that I liked. I think I've just gradually got into seascapes more because I think that one of the like. I think they're one of the hardest technically to get right, like to get the flow right at, at a sunrise or a sunset, your settings constantly change, like every second shot you got to switch your aperture, your ISO, um, I shoot in aperture priority mode, so exposure, and, I'm, and I haven't got filters at the moment, it's a long story, but I haven't got filters, so I've constantly got to underexpose a shot to get the sky right, overexpose a shot but not too much to get the water flow movement right, but also get the detail in the foreground right. That I just think like they're, they're, they're so tricky. Like this, you've got to spend so much time messing around with your settings and you really got to think to get it right. But it's not just yeah. getting the settings right. Like you have to make sure that the, the flow looks right, you know, like you've got it's to have right. the it's right movement the in the foreground. Yeah, yeah you got to have the right movement in the foreground as well as having the settings right. So it's super complicated to get it right, but it's, it's so satisfying when you nail it, you know. Yeah. Yeah. That's why I like it. But I used to be, I used to be into everything. Like I used to really like, and I still do, like those, you know, those urban shots where you see where everything's like heavily desaturated. It's raining and there's these reflections and light yeah. trails. I really like that stuff. But I, I like the color and the vibrancy of like good ocean yeah. flow, sunrise. sunrise. I love that sunrise. sort of stuff. Yeah, that's like, that's, that's now my thing. When I sure. first started following you and your partner, Earl, I thought you just liked taking photos of bumps. <laughs> it is other, yeah, that's another one of my favourite hobbies. <laughs> I should love that. <laughs> Someone said that to me. Yeah, <laughs> I actually haven't done that for a while now. I think she, yeah. I used to shoot her all the time and I've just been... Oldscapers took over. Yeah, I've just been focusing on my own stuff lately. She, every, she's often been saying to me, oh, when can we do a shoot? And I'm like, oh, shit, yeah. And, and you do a fair bit of real estate these days, Simon. Yeah, I do. Actually, I really like doing that as well, you know? Like, it, it, it's it's totally different. Obviously, it's totally different to landscape shooting, but, like, there's, like, there's, like, a satisfaction when you really nail a shoot of a property. Like, you get the angle right and the lighting right. Like, it's... Mm. That gets satisfied. It's and you're somewhat architecture, but yeah. you're somewhat responsible actually for the sale of the property as well. If you take a shit photo, that's what someone's going to see and go, oh, yeah, I'm not well, going to go right. to the viewing. Yeah. Well, you know what happens though? A lot of these agents, they say they don't like they're a lot of these agents agencies have the attitude of um, like their agents only want to be dealing with people buying houses and people selling houses. That they don't want to spend too much time dicking around with the photos. So if you stuff the photos up, that's it, you're done. Like, they yeah. don't give you a second chance. So they've said that to me before. You make a mistake, we'll just get someone else. We don't have time to stuff around with this. So you've really got to be careful with, with getting it right. And yes, you are responsible. You can easily stuff it up. Yeah. But yeah, so I do that for some for income. And I enjoy it. But I think my passion would be shooting flow, shooting sunrises. Oh, yeah. Oceans. Like, how pumped did we get when we went to the Devil's Cauldron for the first time? Like, <laughs> that was so pumped, good, hey! Everyone was cheering. By the sea yeah. and pumped just like adrenaline-wise. Yeah, so that good. was good fun. Yeah. All four of us, including Matt Finn, was we, we were screaming like. That was yeah. such a good meet, yeah, hey, because we meet so often, and it's just it, 
like I reckon it's one in ten times you meet up you get a good mm. sunrise. You know, That's I reckon right. the ratio is something like that. Yeah, and that and, was one um, of our best. Look, chase, chase that. Majority of the time, personally, I'm looking for the cloud forecast. It's not always right. Yeah. And it's it's a better chance, but just still go. Like, you gotta go. Yeah. The best. I've probably mentioned it in posts if you follow me, but the best one of the best sunrises I had was I think it was New Year's Eve last year, Matt. Oh, was that it? one at Cronulla. Oh yeah, and Cronulla. New, New Year's yeah, Eve sunrise. Yeah, yeah. That shot for twelve months. Yeah. yeah. We went to Cronulla week. Oh, I wouldn't say week in New week Eve, out. Two years ago. Month in, month out, yeah. me and Matt would wait for the conditions and head to Cronulla pool. Um, and yeah, it had terrible forecast. Like there was like 95% low cloud, yeah. 90. Like it was, yeah, it wasn't yeah. ideal. It was raining. We we're in the car. I think I rang Matt from the from the car spot next to me and said, "Are you gonna get out?" And he said, "Let's go." Yeah. So off we went. Had our Catman do jackets on. And scored. It yeah. was all time. Was One of the best sunrises I've ever experienced. Flow Nation coming over that pool, and it was like the low to mid level cloud, heaps of it with little mm. gaps. And then when the sun rose, it just lit up all the edges of the clouds. It was just insane. Yeah, those photos you got that yeah. so, so don't, don't, um, don't not go. You've always got to go. Just you have go. To go every time. And um, yeah. I, I always say, in the most, um, what would you call it? In the most uh, adverse weather conditions, I think I like to say is yeah. you get some of the most dramatic images. Like yeah, totally. You chase. Yeah. I had a really good experience chasing a storm once down to Camp Cove. I got a massive shell cloud first time, and then before I knew it, it, it passed over and the sky lit up. Um, I was at Macquarie Lighthouse couple of minutes up the road and the sky started burning so I drove down to North Bondi and got another set of incredible shots so yeah. it just goes to show like if you if there's rain around and weird weird weather just chase it and yeah it's just, it's just patience hey like the best photographers I reckon are just super patient they're just always out there they don't crack it when things don't go their way you're just gonna keep going and going and going there's a lot there's a lot of dull and boring ones put it that way yeah, and, uh, yeah. Well, yeah. let me tell you that you don't see the well you don't see a lot of the dull and boring ones. No, they go straight to the bin. But, so for example, we're going to go to Monavale this Sunday and the, the forecast is 100% no cloud. Oh, re oh, is it really? Yeah, yeah. but like, what I'm going there for is not the sky. Yeah, well, so we're going to have make, a high tide, yeah, we're like, going to have the flow. The, the yeah. foreground is going to be my feature, so oh. like, you just got to make everything that you get work for you. Yeah, yeah, well, that's it, that's it, yeah. And motor veils, yeah, it's, it produces most of the time. Yeah. So that's it from us tonight. That's a bit of a intro to scapers to it, to our group. Um, keep an eye out for our upcoming podcast. Uh, also, keep an eye out for our, our raw competition. We've got that coming up next week. So what we're going to do, Matt, Matt Barry is going to throw, throw out one of his raw images into the mix. Uh, use the tag ozscapers1 so the number one use that as a tag so download the photo from our website use that tag uh, we're going to judge the best image the best image will get sent out of scapers hat thanks again for listening and keep an eye out for our next one uh, and keep an eye out for our upcoming insta meet which we're running on the 10th of march we're going to be running that down at bear island on the sunday afternoon we've got nissi coming along 
Uh, we've got our sponsors, MacArthur Camera House, helping us out again as well. Uh, so, yeah, come along, register, jump onto our reps, website and register. There's going to be stacks of prize, going to be stacks of gear. It's going to be a lot of fun. So make sure you get yourselves down there and we'll catch you soon.